0: hello everyone and welcome to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet of course as always i am your host keep it joel and joining me is my co-host my partner in podcasting crime that would be matt how are you joel oh i'm all right you know what it's funny matt i was looking back at the last two episodes this is the first regular episode we've done in a little bit because we did a commentary and then we did the injustice stream before that
1: Yeah, yeah, this is kind of like the first back to norm for us in a while.
0: I I wish there was more news to talk about, because we talked about a lot of the news on the Injustice thing. And honestly, a lot of the news I was looking at right here, right now, uh, a lot of it is like so old, it's almost not even worth bringing up at this point.
1: Yeah, I I think in the the next coming weeks, there's not going to be a lot of news, mainly because... Yeah, San Diego Comic-Con's coming up, so everything's sort of being pulled back for that.
0: Of course, of course. Now, that being said, I think we're still going to have a great show anyway. Matt and I are going to shoot the shit for a little bit, and then, of course, we're going to talk about the topic that I'm sure everyone wants to hear us cover, and that is the big Wonder Woman spoiler cast. I've seen the movie, Matt's seen the movie, we both have video reviews up right now, but this is the point where we get to, you know, get in more depth about it, and we get to get all spoilerific. Yeah. So uh, what have you been doing with your week, Matt? Mine, mine's been pretty chill.
1: Yeah, mine, mine's been pretty chill as well. I've been sort of uh, mapping out what videos I'm going to be doing in the next couple of weeks since after next week I'm kind of going away on like a work vacation sort of thing uh, for about a week and a half. So I've been sort of mapping out what videos I'm going to do in that week right. and put up before I go away.
0: Which means you'll actually be absent for another episode, so don't be shocked if we end up doing another commentary out of the blue.
1: Yeah, we have talked about what movies we would do a commentary on.
0: Yeah, I I think we're going to do Logan. We're not sure yet. We're still batting it back and forth. If anyone in the comment section has a better topic for us, please hit us up and we'll consider doing it. But we're thinking Logan because that's a big one we haven't done. That'll probably just be a real positive, real feel-good one.
1: Yeah, it'll probably just be audio of just quiet just us watching the movie
0: (laughs) it's hard man it's hard to do one we like like shit even when we were doing wonder woman it's like must talk about things but movie is so good (laughs) movie is nice and fun and we want to keep watching it but yeah you're right uh san diego comic con coming up i'm sure there'll be way more news for us to cover once that uh hits usually always does
1: yeah and e3 is this coming
0: weekend as well that's right that's gonna be freaking awesome i love e3 e3 to me is totally like uh it's like nerd super bowl i get up really early i get all my snacks together which seems kind of pathetic when you stop and think about it because like dude it's it's a fucking trade show you're sitting watching down and getting excited for companies to try and sell you things
1: yeah, sometimes they do a pretty good job of it, and sometimes, sometimes it do. pays off.
0: <laughs> S- sometimes there's celebrities. Sometimes there's live music. Sometimes you know. Sometimes it can be pretty cool. Yeah, this this year's going to be actually
1: really interesting since this isn't this the first year they are allowing actual uh civilian people into the the trade show whereas before it used to be just people in the industry
0: yeah now you can actually
1: go and buy in in tickets and stuff
0: that's interesting i i i consider it's like do i want to go to that i mean well i watch it every year my problem with that is it would probably be like any comic convention i've ever gone to where it's like oh i see the big news later
1: yeah well the the thing i see is that is that will like people who buy that get the same sort of deal as like the the developers which i imagine they sort of get like first dibs on all like gameplay uh, hands-on and everything yeah yeah so it'd be really weird and like what exactly is there for people to go and see besides that like is there any stalls or anything like yeah, that cause
0: it's a trade show and like again you see some stuff sometimes where it's like yes they have booths on the floor and everything but i never considered it to be like a convention or anything yeah yeah like i always can you know thought of it as like a like a freaking boat show or something just you know remove boats and put games in there <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what we got coming up this week, everyone. I guess I guess we haven't talked about comics in a bit, like what we've been reading. So mm-hmm. I guess just just to throw it out there just cuz this was a pretty good week and just so you know we can have a nice buffer between the spoiler cast and the other part of the show. Uh what did you read this week that you liked, Matt?
1: um th- this week in particular was a really weird, weird week especially for dc they had like three books out
0: they did this it was the fifth wednesday in a month and whenever there's a fifth wednesday in the month there's basically it, it's slim pickings for all the major companies they rarely account for that fifth wednesday uh dc threw out basically just a bunch of annuals and that was it
1: yeah um i i read all of them but i also read a lot of marvel this week especially yep. secret empire
0: a lot of tie-ins hit this week
1: Mm, yeah a lot of good tie-ins
0: they were they were very strong i know you know it's really easy to rail against tie-ins as unnecessary and everything but I, I i think and i know it's early to say i think and you can agree or disagree matt i think uh secret empire is doing the tie-in thing actually pretty well
1: yeah no they they definitely uh did, have you read um deadpool issue 31 yet <laughs> it's
0: on my pile haven't read it yet but mitch already spoiled it for me so i know something big happens in that
1: yeah I I read it last night, and it was kind of like a a whim for me. I'm like, ah, it's a a tie-in. I'll get it. I'll just see what happens. And it's a really good tie-in as well.
0: They've been building up to that really solid, like basically since the death of Wolverine, when we see Deadpool and Captain America grow a lot closer and become friends and everything. And Wade Mm -hmm. really take uh, Steve's word as law and everything. And as we've seen from reading the main secret Empire book, Deadpool is on the Hydra Avengers.
1: Yeah, yeah, and th- this this issue is kind of like the the origin of that like him it is sort of set during the early days of of Secret Empire with him hunting down Phil Coulson and everything and he doesn't know what's going on with Cap, but Phil does. Yeah. So so Cap kind of sends him out to like kill phil colson i thought that was really cool these two like fanboys of captain america fighting each other
0: and you know this was a big week for fanboys of captain america in general because obviously secret empire number three was also this week and we saw another person who is shockingly drinking the hydra kool-aid seemingly yeah goddamn frank castle the punisher which man the the conversations and the arguments that this spawned in my comment section were amazing did you have much the same matt
1: Kinda, sort of. I know people were kind of shocked that that he would do this, but then you got to realize that, like, he's, he's a Cap fanboy as well. Like, you see him in the original, like, Civil War and everything and all this sort of stuff, and he looks up to Cap, and so he would believe what Cap was. And it goes with, like, what was happening in, like, Sam Wilson and everything with, like, just people in, like normal america believing is that oh if cap believes it's real then it the, should be good
0: the, the theme of becoming a collaborator is very strong in secret empire basically saying yeah collaborators are more terrifying than the actual bad guys and, mm-hmm. it, and they even take it a step further where it's more than just the oh well of course the uneducated bumblefucks in middle america would be fine with a fascist takeover <laughs> it's a little bit more complicated than that in the marvel universe because a Everyone on national TV saw Captain America raise Thor's hammer and even the mm-hmm. dumb bumblefucks know, oh well if you raise the hammer, you're worthy then.
1: Yeah, that was is kinda like his moment to like win all the votes.
0: Yeah, he he really did. And another thing, and this is more of like a like a continuity in universe thing, Captain America is always right in Marvel, and he's always on the right mm-hmm. side. Even when he starts out on the wrong side, he eventually turns out to be right. And this is like the one situation ever where it's like oh no he's he's very very wrong but he has such a track record of being right everyone's like no 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 i'm sure i'm sure it'll all work out guys it always does
1: yeah, yeah, he, he's kind of got uh, got everyone under his control because of that. Everyone knew he was right in all these other things, so he has to be right about this.
0: It's, it's the cult of personality and cult of celebrity, and it's funny. I, I actually had a very nice conversation with a fan in the comment section where he said, you know, well, by this logic, Marvel's saying that if, like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson came out tomorrow as a Nazi, everyone would start goose-stepping in the streets, and I'm like, well, okay, it's not as simple as that, but I'm sure if he did... More people would be, like, the weak directionless people would be like, well, maybe I should give this (laughs) goose-stepping thing a try.
1: Yeah, well, if if The Rock says it's good.
0: He's the most electrifying man in entertainment. There must be something to it. (laughs) Or, and even more terrifying, the people who are in the closet about their goose-stepping would be like, oh, well, if this guy's legitimizing what I'm doing, I should come out and start doing it yeah yeah he says it's fine to which he said where it's like you know oh god I hope that doesn't happen then I'm like hope it doesn't happen dude it's already happening that's what the comic (laughs) is talking about man yeah
1: the comic is very topical at the moment
0: it's so topical people can't see how topical it is is the shocking (laughs) thing about it like it's literally almost ahead of the curve on a lot of things (laughs) but yeah that was a fun comic Uh, yeah I I really liked the Sam Wilson one because the Sam wilson one is a gut punch of a story where he's basically completely lost all faith in superheroing in the superhero community and the big takeaway message of that is how do i save people who don't want to be saved
1: yeah and it was it was also the same in the um uh in the secret empire uprising book where mm. the the champions team was trying to save that choir and they didn't want to be saved
0: no they threw shit at poor miles morales yeah. and miles is yeah. such a tragic story too because he's like no no no, i i'm trying to do this without violence i'm trying to prove <laughs> that i can do because i had a horrible image of me killing captain america and i don't want that to happen <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was a good it's, – it's funny, Matt. You and I had an exchange on Twitter where it's like, God damn it, Joel, you stole my Hydra Idol uh, title I was going to use.
1: <laughs> you did. You did.
0: <laughs> which which is way too funny because I was going to have it be Hydra's Got Talent for my title, but then I'm like, no, that's too long. I need to shorten it up. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds think alike. I like we were so ready to make the same joke. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, those uh, th- those were pretty strong. Secret Empire continues to be interesting. Oh, I-, I guess while we're on the subject of this, we should talk about it. The other cap, they seem to, st- uh, what does it imply very strongly that this is some sort of dream world we're looking at right now?
1: I, I would, I, uh, it's safe to assume that it is mainly because the art is different, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like all like kind of like hazy There's in the moonlight sort of thing going on. Yeah, uh, and it's very interesting. It's probably inside Cap's mind, and he's trying to fight, and the Serpent Society or whoever else he's going to be fighting are, like, manifestations of that Kobik Hydra thing.
0: It's it's interesting to note when he fought the Serpent Society early on, they were wearing their OG costumes. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, again, makes it very strong to state this is not happening in the here and now. This is happening somewhere else. And also, when he puts the lady in the water, she kind of dissolves into a magical thing. And I'm like, oh, is this like the trials of Steve Rogers? Is this like the trials of Hercules? He needs to like do acts of heroism to get his memories back and stuff. Yeah, that would be pretty interesting. It would be. And, and here's the thing, too, because we know it's going to be 10 issues. Wouldn't it be amazing if, like, at issue 5 or 6, Cap gets his memories back and he's back to normal, but he's still in charge of Hydra and he's like, oh, oh, I, I can't let anyone know that I'm back to normal. That yeah. would actually be really interesting. Because then he's like, how do I fight this from the inside while also knowing my friends like Natasha and everyone else literally want to kill me?
1: Yeah, and like if he if he did come out and say like Hydra's bad and everything, all the people would turn against him and it'd just create like a massive war or something.
0: Exactly. That would tear the country apart. It's like how do I defeat Hydra and dismantle this without literally destroying America and kickstarting like World War Three? Yeah. That's a, that's a real harsh place to put Captain America. And, and even in this too, they seek to be implying where it's like, oh yeah, Hydra Cap's already losing slip of the situation. He started a war with Namor and Atlantis. He's starting a war with Wakanda. He's literally fighting a war on two fronts
1: he's he's literally becoming hitler
0: yeah hey hey it's like even people with just a somewhat working knowledge of history what happened to the last guy who tried to fight a war on two fronts (laughs) or any guy in history who tried to fight a war on two fronts napoleon even suffered from that too (laughs) you can't do it you just can't do it because you lose every time (laughs) but yeah that uh that was some cool fun shit there uh Yeah, DC didn't have near as much going on this week. It was mostly annuals. I read that Trinity annual. Did you read it? I
1: did. I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, it was a fun issue. It it felt very much kind of like a backdoor pilot for Etrigan, didn't it? It's like, wouldn't you like to read a Jason Blood book, everyone? And I'm like, I sure would.
1: I would, too. I think it's also sort of like a... um... A beginning because i know in in coming issues they actually start to kind of bring back more of the magical characters like mm. zatanna and constantine in, back into like more of the the main dc universe away from like their own solo books like yeah. the hellblazer book and everything so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe like we might see a return to justice league dark or something
0: if uh, if that movie ever gets off the goddamn ground if that <laughs> shit ever gets back in order i'm sure we'll see it yeah, hopefully. Hey, here's a fun thing because I had casting on the brain here. If they were to cast Etrigan the Demon in a movie and Jason Blood, who who would you like to see? Who? Um... You'd kind of need to cast two people because you would need Jason Blood and then you would need the Demon. As crazy as it is, I would like to see Kevin Garow actually be Etrigan. I think he'd be a really cool Etrigan.
1: Yeah, I I, I could see that. I, I I'd like. Although it's probably too much like his other role, uh, but I'd like to see Ron Perlman as Etrigan.
0: Yeah, he'd be he'd be too perfect for the role. Where it's like you already played one demonic dude, just put like some salt. And, oh no, you already have your own salt and pepper in your hair, Ron Perlman. Cool. <laughs> you're, you're literally everything we need, just wrapped up in one human being. <laughs> also, too, hey, uh, Charlie Hunnam for uh, for Constantine. I could see that.
1: Yeah, I, I, he could play like a lot of different DC characters. He could he could have played Aquaman. He could have yep. played Green Arrow. He could have played yeah. Uh, constantine yeah he could have played so many different characters
0: he's one of those actors he's got like that iconic superhero face and yet he keeps making really terrible movie decisions
1: <laughs> really terrible king arthur movies yeah. trying to launch
0: a king arthur cinematic universe god damn it remember when guy Ritchie was cool remember when like snatch and two smoking barrels were awesome and like and when it like got to rock and roller you're like eh, this isn't nearly as good but okay
1: yeah people started giving him a bit bigger budget so he had a bit more to work with which was kind of his downfall
0: yeah there's certain directors where it's like you know how it's like we're giving more money to this project he's a director where it's like we need to take money away from this project
1: yeah yeah
0: then you'll be good what uh what else does he have coming out here uh or i'm looking at uh charlie Hunnam. and what other movies does he have coming out in 2017 he's henry Papillon sure some sort of french movie he's gonna be in okay (laughs) Uh, yeah son's anarchy was cool (laughs) sad he hasn't been able to turn that into much else
1: no i'm I'm really surprised he hasn't been able to done do anything like that i know he like dodged a bullet because he was he i think he actually got cast in those 50 shades of gray movies but then said like then said like fuck this shit and just left
0: (laughs) yeah common sense actually took over him there for a second and he's like nope nope
1: which is funny because the guy who, who's in him at the moment apparently wants out. <laughs>
0: he's like, I
1: don't want to do this anymore. This is terrible.
0: Uh, here we go. I have my casting who I would get for Jason Blood. Uh, did you ever watch that show, uh, Pirates? Or actually, no, not even Pirates because he was in, uh, what is it, uh, friggin' Shield this season. The guy who played Ivan Antonoff or whatever, Zach McGowan, I would cast him as Jason Blood. Yeah, yeah. He, he would be a really good Jason Blood. Because he's weird. And he has this interesting foreign affect, or at least he does in all his movies, even though he's apparently from Queens, New York. Yeah, yeah, he's he's American. He's American, but he's always putting on a funny accent and shit. And he's worked in the comic book sphere before. He was uh, like a bunch of characters in Resident Evil 6 and Iron Man, the video game. So like he's done that sort of shit before. Mm-hmm, Yep. So there's, there's the casting corner, everyone, for this show. I, I was watching uh, Sal from Comic Pop. He did a big casting video for Justice League Dark. I'm like, those are good picks, but I also have my own picks. <laughs> my, my whole thing for casting movies is like, I would like to see this person get work, or I would like to see them break into movies. <laughs> or they've had a shit streak, but this can totally break it. I know it can. <laughs> So uh, anything else we want to cover, Matt? Oh, I guess you can talk about this because the movie's coming out on, or the vi- uh, video that people are listening to right now will be coming out on Wednesday. You have a Superman and media project coming up. Do you want to uh, shill that for people?
1: I do. Oh, I was going to try and leave it as a surprise. But um, uh, yeah, I got the the final part of that coming up. Joel is actually guest starring on that. Uh, we're, we're actually going to re- be recording that after this. Mm. Um but uh, I don't actually know I'm going to throw this one up. I uh, Probably next week sometime.
0: All right, just get people interested and excited about it. Trying j- to yeah. get more eyes on that project.
1: Yeah, I'm not, uh, pe- people who have been following the videos will know what it's about, but I'm not going to tell you what it's about.
0: Mm-hmm, interesting, interesting. So I guess with that out of the way, we can talk uh, about the real meat of the show, and that is uh, Wonder Woman that came out this week. Well, I, I saw it Friday. I'm sure you saw it earlier.
1: Yep, I, I saw it uh, five days ago, first yeah. June 1st or something, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess we can just come out and say it, it was pretty good.
1: It was pretty good for the first 80 minutes.
0: Yeah, it is 85%, a pretty solid movie, but man alive does that third act just kneecap the ever-living fuck out of it, does it? doesn't ruin it, I want to say that, it didn't ruin it for me, I enjoyed the first two halves so much it kind of carried me through, but mmm this is something you got to teach in film class this moment this is such a teachable moment of like don't build up to this and then end up doing this
1: yeah yeah it 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 kind of ruined it for me in the way that like it was so good up until this point and then it just kind of soured it for a little bit where i kind of left the theater like oh that was kind of a crappy ending
0: it's so funny, because the movie's building up to actually being something of a pretty interesting message movie, which DC movies have always aspired to be, but never actually were. This idea where Wonder Woman, who is naive and a fish out of water, is like, no, well, if I just destroy Ares, I can, you know, save mankind, I can redeem them, I can put an end to all war. Only for Steve to be like, well, no, actually, mankind, we're all pretty shitty and we'll continue to kill each other anyway. This is just World War One. wait till you've seen the sequel. <laughs> the, the the sequel and then the other wars after that yeah and then it's like well, you know that's actually a really mature message that you know mankind is shitty but we can try to be better and you know with wonder woman's help we can aspire to be better and then they completely throw that all out the window because it's like ha 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 i'm fucking professor lupin and i was the bad guy all <laughs> along and let's fight now
1: yeah, Nigel Thornberry on top of a CGI muscle bound body, <laughs> yeah
0: and then and then she defeats him, and then that literally ends the war there. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess Steve was wrong. Then I guess defeating the God of War does end the war.
1: <laughs> the, the the problem I had with all, all of that is that th- this movie was sort of built up as like this is why she left mankind. This is why she didn't until Batman vs Superman come back. And at the end of this movie. She says that everyone's good still, and like there, there was no thing that's that showed her sort of saying I'm going to leave man's world behind because she literally saves that Doctor Poison by saying everyone is good, all men are good.
0: Yeah, ma- mankind that's, is good. Yeah. That's it, what I don't it,
1: understand.
0: It, it, the messaging got really muddled in that third act. And also, I'm sure you would agree too, there was a real kind of like X-Men apocalypse problem with that final fight scene where it was just like, okay, I feel like I'm watching a video game cutscene now because this is mm-hmm. all in a computer. I I I I'm
1: still... sure Zack Snyder like snuck in and filmed that that was total Zack Snyder thing
0: well hey here's the thing he had a cameo in the movie did you know that I did he played
1: like some soldier or something yeah
0: off to the side in that picture and I'm like wow so he really was there (laughs) was there in spirit but you know that's that's the end that's what I didn't like about it let's talk about the stuff that we did like about it which is uh which is a fair amount uh Paradise Island looked really cool
1: yeah, yeah, it, it looked really cool. It looked like a paradise.
0: It did. It was happy and sunny, and they do a great effect where it's like as soon as the German warships cross over onto the beach, they see the sun, and even they're a little freaked out. They're like, whoa, what the fuck's up with all these colors? We came from Snyder World. <laughs>
1: yeah, we came from literally like the, the gunmetal gray fog Midnight <laughs> that surrounds <blue>. the island. <laughs>
0: And we get, it's funny, like the big fight we saw in all the trailers between the Amazons and the Germans, I assume that would be the end of the movie, but no, that's actually quite yeah. early on.
1: Yeah, I would have thought that would have been the end of the movie, but you know, that's like the, the linchpin that sends
0: diana on her mission it's it's funny too we've never really had a ground battle like in the origin of wonder woman on the beach it's usually just steve lands and that's it but it's like no he lands and the shit's so important that like they actually sent a bunch of people after him
1: yeah big battleship and a bunch of like men
0: (laughs) yeah shit and like the shit pops off there we got ladies on horseback we got you know guns being fired and everything it was it was pretty nuts
1: it, it was pretty cool. The only thing I didn't like about it was that whole ramping up, ramping down of the yeah. slow mo.
0: Yeah, that's that, that's another thing that really gets. it. What I like about the Wonder Woman movie is that it, most of the action, felt you know like very. It, it felt good. It felt visceral. It felt like you know like an action movie. But then when they start throwing in the Snyderisms, I'm like, ooh, this does not match the rest of the movie.
1: No, it, it didn't match any at all.
0: This is this is the problem with letting Snyder be the architect. And again, I feel bad for throwing all the problems of this movie at his feet, because I know he's going through some harsh shit right now, but like creatively I'm just, Ur, this could have been better. hmm Yeah. Uh what's some other cool stuff they got go- Oh, I really dig how they uh showed Wonder Woman's powers and her artifacts. They don't bog you down in exposition like they did for Superman and Man of Steel. You see what Wonder Woman can do. By watching her do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, she, she does it. She isn't told by someone she can do it.
0: She deflects with her bracelets, you watch her do it. That's how you know it works. She uses the lasso of truth, you see it work, so you know that's what it does. hmm I actually thought that was really well handled. I'm like, good, more of this in the future. You don't need to hold people's hands with these characters. If you do your job right, they'll figure it out.
1: Well, yeah, that as well, especially like with characters like this who are famous and popular and Mm -hmm. and are not like some D list hero or something
0: Yeah, absolutely uh, Chris Pine actually quite impressed me. I know we've joked before calling him one of the most boring men in Hollywood, playing what is easily one of the most boring characters in all of comics. yet they actually made him kind of the comedy relief in many ways
1: he He found his footing he he was meant to be Steve Trevor,
0: <laughs> yeah, he was meant to be doofy doofy Steve Trevor, who's a spy, but also a total goofball, and I'm like, man, how, how would anyone give you this job?
1: i know oh he was above average yeah
0: (laughs) very above average i'm talking about my penis (laughs)
1: yeah that's something i didn't like after that joke they kept continuing on that joke it's it's a brick joke yeah and it just kept going and going and i'm like
0: stop i'm like really this this is the running gag you want to run with okay (laughs) and again you can tell they were taking a couple pages from the marvel playbook weren't they when it came to piffy banter and one-liners and everything else
1: yeah yeah they
0: were were doing it uh i actually really enjoyed and i'm surprised how little of the movie she was in but uh, i actually quite enjoyed etta candy she's absolutely golden age etta candy from the comics
1: See, I didn't like her because like I would have liked her if she had some something to actually kind of do in in the movie besides hold Diana's weapons
0: and and, um, and run the office back end. She was she was a secretary <laughs> through and through.
1: She was, but like she kind of just like appeared, made a couple of jokes, then disappeared, and then we didn't actually get to see her all that much near the end of the movie at all. I think no. she was in that one scene in in that square where everyone was celebrating. I think,
0: but that's about it. Yeah, that's yeah. She, I'm I'm hoping if they do a sequel we'll get to see like old Etta at some point which hey which I mean I guess that's a uh, thing we should have for the end of our discussion but yeah where the fuck do they go from here for Wonder Woman because that was like a pretty cool idea for a period piece do they do World War 2 for the sequel or do they not want to make it seem that similar
1: well, I don't think they will do World War II, mainly because it'll just be Captain America, the first Avenger.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I had an interesting pitch. I was throwing this around in my head. Ooh, what if the Nazis, who we knew were really into ancient relics, what if Hitler wanted to make, like, Themyscira, the new capital of the Third Reich, and so he recruits Professor Barbara Ann Minerva, who's also into ancient relics, to try and find a super weapon?
1: See, that, that, that would be cool. That would be cool.
0: And then you see Barbara Maneuver being like, screw the Nazis, screw Hitler. I'm going to become an awesome cheetah god. Oh, no, wait, I've become the cheetah crap. <laughs> and, and if you make the movie in World War II, too, that means you can have Sergeant Rock and the Howling Commandos and the Blackhawks and all these wartime characters.
1: Mm-hmm, yep.
0: Shit, you could have Captain Nazi and have that make sense. <laughs> He he could be the heavy. He could be what Ludendorff was in this movie, just like the big bruiser that they need to have a fight with.
1: Oh, man. Uh, let's talk about Ludendorff. <laughs> uh, he should have actually been the main villain.
0: Probably. I'll, I will say most of the villains were kind of underserved in this movie, which is hilarious for Ludendorff, because as I found out in my research, he was a real guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was a real person.
0: What is up with that? Everyone else is, like, fictional... Except for this one German officer who was real.
1: I guess that was like their thing of saying like, whoa, this is kind of real now because we've got a real person.
0: We don't hear references to any other real life figures, but he's in this movie. Like, he's got to have family, right? He's got to have descendants. I wonder what they feel about this.
1: Yeah, that that is that's actually I hadn't actually considered that.
0: Especially because in real life, I read the dude's Wikipedia page. Apparently, he absolutely was one hundred percent like against the armistice and stuff.
1: Yeah, so yeah, that would actually be really interesting, especially how like they made him like. Like, he snorts crack and whatnot and gets a glowy face.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he gets super strong off that demon crack, which it's like, man, if that stuff is so good, why are you trying to build, like, super mustard gas? Why don't you just hand that out to all the other people?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to figure out. Like, why didn't they just hand that out? Why create a gas when you could, you know, give this to a couple of soldiers and go wreck a town?
0: And literally make them into super... Soldiers. It's probably a thing about how, like, oh, well, you know, it's too addictive and it's not cost prohibitive, and Ludendorff wanted the power to himself, but that's just my way of thinking it. Yeah,
1: yeah, true. But he, he should have been the main bad guy. They should have kept, could have kept Wonder Woman the whole I have to kill Ares, I have to kill Ares sort of thing, but have him... I, I like how they alluded to it in the film how he that she thought he was Ares, and then when she kills him she realizes the war doesn't stop after that and realizes that it wasn't actually Ares. and Ares is nowhere near the film or anything
0: i, I would have and, liked that if they kept Ares subtle where it's like oh well he's influencing actions but he's not actually in the movie like that should have mm-hmm, been like a yeah. sequel hook
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: that would have been nice where it's like it, with his dying words ludendorff is like oh i'm not Ares, but i've seen him i've heard his whispers yeah.
1: yeah especially since like Ares in the comics is treated like not just like a oh Ares is attacking the bank downtown yeah. sort of thing you know he he's he's like a big bad villain
0: also despite so they should
1: a, treat him like that
0: yeah and despite being a god of war he got killed pretty easily didn't he <laughs>
1: that's what i love, like he didn't like what made him the god of war he had like as someone on on my twitter feed said recently he had like magneto's powers and that's it it's it's just throwing stuff
0: it's a shame too because with him gone that means wonder woman whose villains pool is sadly not that big as it is is down one of their heaviest hitters
1: well another thing now that he's gone and I, I'm guessing he's dead because we don't actually see anything of him after that film. After no. like no, no teas, like he's locked back, locked up back in Themyscira or something. Um, does that mean war doesn't happen?
0: The movie tries <laughs> to have its cake and eat it too. Does it's like, oh well, Ares masterminded these wars, but no, there's evil in the hearts of men that make them war. I'm like, well, which is it? Is it one or the other? <laughs> you, you're literally trying to have it both ways here. But yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, again, back to stuff that I liked and thought was cool. I think we can agree that no man's land scene easily the best bit in the movie.
1: That was easily the best bit of the movie, and then once that was over, that's that's about the point where the movie started turning into a bit schlocky stuff.
0: So true. They go and do like their Zack Snyder slow down, speed up action scenes. The they put the electric cello in there again, which surprisingly, you know, a lot has been made about Wonder Woman's electro cello theme. It's only in this movie about twice. I was
1: actually really surprised about that. They they used it really really reservedly i thought they maybe they were kind of like us and thought like this doesn't fit the character very well it
0: really doesn't fit the time period once you hear an electric cello kick in during like 1918 it's like what (laughs) another thing i will give this movie credit for in regards to basing it in world war one they don't bother to actually try and explain world war one which is good because world war one is really messy and really complicated and kind of boring
1: it is. They just said, like, oh, the the Germans are the villains.
0: Yeah, I'm like, really? The Germans? So the Hungarian Empire and the Ottoman Empire, they, they just sat back and did nothing, huh? It was all the Germans, huh?
1: Yeah, it was just, just all them.
0: Although, you know, by this movie's same account, too, Britain did everything, and it was London who did the war. Britain and its one American agent.
1: <laughs> that that I didn't really make sense. Like, why is he fighting in with all these... British troops and everything it didn't really make much sense to me.
0: Like again, hey, I'm happy they play uh, placed it in somewhere other than New York or Washington. I actually really like the idea mm-hmm. of Wonder Woman being in London. I think that's a super good fit. But it is kind of funny. We still need Super American Steve Trevor, <laughs> and we also need an American captain named Steve to die in an experimental plane to keep it from attacking <laughs> a city
1: yeah yeah he, he he died like captain america
0: the mo- the movie to its credit tries super hard to downplay all the connections and like even just the easy stuff you could make to captain america still does it though
1: yeah i instead of doing it in a plane um they should have done it in something like like that the germans invented like the like a bullet train or something
0: oh, or a zeppelin and it have been a big ass yeah band.
1: yeah or a zeppelin or something something that That you wouldn't get those sort of uh, parallels with the Captain America movies and everything.
0: Like if it was literally in anything else, I would have fought tooth and nail where it's like, no, no, it can't be. It can't be that. Yeah, it can be a warship. It can be a cool war train, but it, it can't be a plane.
1: Yeah, and the the plane itself as well was it like that's gonna that's gonna bomb everything? It's like this little biplane sort of thing.
0: Yeah, plane technology wasn't quite there yet in World War One. <laughs> Again, I, I'm no war historian, but I'm pretty sure they were still using cannons in World War One.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Me me playing Battlefield One, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's that's a great example. But yeah, the the trench scene is so amazing because it's in that moment. I truly think Gal Gadot became wonder woman and became what the dc universe hasn't had a truly caring truly compassionate hero who cannot let suffering happen
1: no it's it's something that superman should have had in his first film
0: it was literally a superman moment where the music swells and you know she disobeys orders to just go and help these people in need and she is treated and celebrated like a hero for her actions it was beautiful it was moving it was pretty much perfect. If only the movie could have ended right there, right? Yeah, yeah. That's um. I
1: I can't remember. If it, said it. it was another review who's kind of similar, had echoing us, and they said like if the movie had used that as sort of like the the final thing, you know, she's running across the battlefield and fighting, and then the credits roll and everything, that would have been fine.
0: Would have ended so strong. It's still a really strong moment. Like, it's definitely mm-hmm. the highlight of the movie, but it's like, mm, again, this is pretty good, but oh, you could have been great. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, s- some other small surprises. Uh, I really liked Steve's Howling Commando buddies. They actually grew on me pretty strong, and they all had their own little arcs.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked them. kind of liked them.
0: Yeah, it was it, like, for me, what I liked about it is that it showed where it's like, hey, america didn't win this war on its own britain didn't win this war on its own it was everybody from many different walks of life all working together to get it done
1: yeah and even then when these guys were the quote-unquote good guys they were still bad with that whole thing with like uh i, can't remember, I think what was his name chief or something saying yeah. that like steve's people took his land and everything and now he does not that sort of thing
0: anything, yeah yeah even uh, even Sammy right there, where it's like, uh, again, I think the movie actually did really well when it came to, you know, uh, what is it, gray morality, where, uh, you know, Wonder Woman is so naive, and she comes from this world of Amazons, where in the movie, they have been literally created by Zeus to challenge war and to, you know, defeat evil and everything, only for her to kind of find out, hey, you know, things aren't, you know, they're more complicated than that, you know, it, it takes all mm-hmm. kinds to do good, and I think you could really only do that in World War One. And again, I've seen multiple critics and multiple articles say this, saying, you know, they really used the World War One time period to its best because that message wouldn't have worked nearly as well if there was Nazis running around.
1: No, you couldn't really sympathize Nazis. <laughs> yeah, it would
0: have been like, nope, nope, I'm pretty sure these guys over here are the villains. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Now, that being said, you could argue that this movie doesn't make much of a distinction between uh the german army and nazis they treat them pretty much exactly like super villains
1: oh yeah they you know enslaving towns gassing people and all and, that sort of stuff And that
0: they were the powers behind it all it's like you know there was more going on in the central powers than just that right but again the movie's like don't make us explain world war one world war one is very complicated <laughs> uh yeah you know who really i think stole the show in the small amount of screen time he had a spud from train spotting as the british sniper
1: yeah his little arc about sort of having ptsd Mm -hmm. with what he's done in the past and everything was actually pretty he's a sniper and never actually shoots anyone
0: yeah i actually thought that was really nice and he sings beautifully i wonder if that's in that actor's contract or something he sings in every movie he's in (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's like ah, oh, he, he's scottish just let him sing
0: yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a lovely voice you know sings it up uh we, we didn't talk about dr poison the actual like quote unquote actual super villainous who is in this what a golden age pull right for dr poison
1: yeah i'm surprised they did it she she's kind of i guess she. You call her a secondary villain since she's yeah. hardly hardly in the movie. I, I, I and would when, call her
0: a third tier villain actually, because behind Harrys yeah. and behind Ludendorff, she's really number three.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah, she she was pretty good with what screen time she had, especially in that scene where um Steve is trying to like like get on her good side and sort of like make her her betray yeah
0: yeah make her betray ludendorff he's honey-dicking the hell out of her is what he's trying to do
1: (laughs) in his in his in his german accent
0: (laughs) (laughs) and she's like i am in a committed relationship thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) they definitely imply a more interesting story with her and ludendorff and it's like you know what was this like actual love does that kind of redeem them you know what's 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 happening there
1: it it was really interesting. I'm I'm intrigued as well to see like what exactly would happen to her because she kind of disappeared near the end after she Diana did. refused to drop that tank on her. So I'd like to see her if she like like uses like a gas or something to survive till modern times and actually fights Wonder Woman again.
0: Is it is it like you know like a Zola situation? Did the Allies pick her up and it's like hey, how about you make some stuff for us?
1: I, I, I like that that she just, like, sort of escaped the war and just went into hiding, just developing weapons for herself and revenge and whatnot.
0: Or, hey, you know, this is another one, too. If they end up doing the World War II thing and end up taking my Captain Nazi idea, have Hitler be like, oh, we used the Moreau diagrams and formulas to create our own super soldier. No longer do you need to take it all the time. Now it's baked into him. There you go. See, again, DC, Warner Brothers, I'm full of ideas right here. (laughs) But yeah, again, too, because there's so much time they unaccount for Wonder Woman's history. I like what you were saying, too. Yeah, maybe she just became a supervillain and her and Wonder Woman had all sorts of battles across the 20s.
1: Yeah, or even better, because... She remembers what Wonder Woman did for her back during World War One, didn't kill her, and kind of spared her from what Ludendorff and everything was doing. Maybe she becomes like an uneasy ally to her.
0: That would be cool. Is isn't there like a new, like like a descendant of Morrow in the Wonder Woman comics right now who runs a mercenary company, Poison Company?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they call her Maru in it, M A R U. But yeah, she she's um like a like a spec op soldier and she can use poisons and stuff
0: now now is that the actual dr poison or is that a descendant of her
1: i don't actually know i i would assume maybe it might be a descendant but in saying that she's in the year one storylines as well right so so it it could be like the original and they've just brought her into the more a more contemporary (laughs) setting
0: updated yeah huh right on uh what else can we really say about the movie here uh just yeah i mean there was a lot of really cool stuff uh, w- one thing i'll admit i wasn't a fan of other people in my theater seem to like it but i think this is just a problem because i see a lot of movies they try and have two mysteries they try and have the mystery of ooh, who is the god killer what is the god killer but then they like hang the camera on gal gadot for like five seconds and i'm like it's her
1: oh yeah no well like um i kind of guess that to begin with, like back when like they tried to do the old bait and switch with the Aries thing, and like that, that guy's Ares. They wouldn't cast an actor like that for a bit part. He's yeah. Ares. Why would and, you have then, Professor Lupin if it wasn't gonna be him? And then there's the whole thing with Diana's mother protecting her and mm-hmm. the bracelets and whatnot. I'm like, she's the god killer. It's not the sword.
0: And that and that's my most comic book fan kind of uh, nitpick about the movie, and that is I hate, hate, hate that they took that piece of brian azarello's run and put that in the movie to essentially make that canon to everyone who doesn't read comics Mm-hmm. yeah to be like oh she is a demigod she is the daughter of zeus and i'm like oh come on
1: yeah i, I didn't like that at e- all
0: and I, and I only don't like it because the movie didn't need it, was the thing. No, I was, I was no. already sold on this version of Wonder Woman. I already think that she fought and earned everything she had. I didn't think they needed to go the extra mile to make her a demigod on top of it. I'm like, no, she's tough enough and she's cool enough. Now, Now you've just put too much.
1: Yeah, kind of like overpowering her a little bit, because now they now there's that thing where it's like, oh, well, we've seen what she can do. She shouldn't have any problem with anything else.
0: Yeah, you, you've over-sugared my tea. It was already plenty sweet. Which, uh, what else was I going to say on that regard? Oh, God, where'd my head go? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the thing with Zeus and everything and what we get about the past and whatnot like it actually sets a pretty interesting timeline for the cosmology of this DC cinematic universe what this movie is essentially saying is there is one true god and it is zeus
1: yeah so kind of going against Snyder's whole thing
0: yeah makes all w- the christian- with the Jesus
1: and everything yeah <laughs>
0: makes all the christian and jesus allegories we see in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman seem <laughs> kind of silly in retrospect doesn't it Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I want Diane in Justice League to be like, oh, you've actually been praying to the wrong guy this whole time. My, my father Zeus will be much upset with you. Although, I mean, I guess if we want to bring in some Jungian ideas here about the collective subconscious, all God is basically the same God, Zeus and Odin, and the Judeo-Christian God, just, you know, a happy white guy with a big, long, bushy beard that we've been seeing over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: all the same person. It's all
0: the same thing, man. We're just telling different stories. It's it's like Lay's Chip Man. Here they're Lay's, but in Britain they're Mr. Uh, what is it? They're Walkers and in Saudi Arabia they're Mr. <laughs> chippy they're just all the same in a different bag (laughs) and that's uh that's part of my new college thesis i'm writing uh religion and theology through the lens of potato chips joel writes what he knows (laughs) Uh, another funny thing and i had to actually read this somewhere else uh sammy their uh their indian buddy there Mm mm-hmm Apparently, like, back in that time in London, Sammy was actually a racist term for Indian people. It was, like, a corruption of the word Swami. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was, which is funny, because Steve is sure to call him Samir all over the place, which is his real name. But Sammy introduces himself as Sammy, and I'm like, did they do that intentionally? Because if they did, that's actually quite clever.
1: It is and now that I actually know that I actually applaud them for not actually You know having it seems like well It means this and this and this and not explaining it and just expecting people maybe to know it maybe not to know it
0: Yeah, that's if if that was intentional good on them for being smart It gets even crazier because I like followed this down the rabbit hole today online Swami in Indian actually means like master so like that was a racist term they used back then but the indian people were always kind of laughing at them because it's like ha 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 your corruption of our word actually means this other thing
1: <laughs> you are calling me master <laughs>
0: yeah so i'm actually having fun with this i'm like oh that's that's kind of cool yeah the the movie does a really good job with you know other cultures and like you know everyone who fought during the war it, it, it makes the most of its setting actually mm-hmm. yep it, it makes the most of its setting in a pretty interesting way it it, it has layers to it is what it did and again it's because of these layers and because of you know how subtle it was in places and reserved it's why when they do the big blow up everything third act it's like oh come on you were better than this
1: yeah it it totally doesn't mesh with the rest of the film it doesn't mesh with what they were setting up in that
0: it's the we need to become a blockbuster at this moment Mm -hmm. yeah I, i i dug too they had a whole scene in what was basically the castle from doom
1: yeah yeah castle wolfenstein
0: (laughs) they literally go to castle wolfenstein which again chris pine gets to be funny gets to be the comedy relief and gets to try out his uh comedy german and gets to dress up
1: Mm, again i wouldn't have minded if like that scene was like the final battle because they had like the whole thing where he's gonna set off the 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 gas in the city we gotta stop him
0: Mm. i mean i mean i think uh what is it just as long as it wasn't a big blue light shooting up in the sky
1: no, it was a big green smoky bomb. It was
0: a big green smoky bomb. Not unlike the big green smoky bomb from, uh, what is it, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Although I think that was blue too. Was that blue or green? I can't remember. I, th- I think it was blue. It, it was blue and it turned people into green lizards. That's right. That's, that's a real problem, you know, as we keep making all these superhero movies. It's really hard for them to not kind of have the same finale, right? Because it's like, how do you ratchet it up to that point?
1: yeah well, I think that's the problem with all these all these movies they're trying to like outdo the last one, so we've gotta do a bigger blue laser. we've gotta do a bigger destruction scene, yeah. whereas like it's not like that in comics, so
0: no, no, it's usually a little different. That's why you gotta respect stuff for you know doing it differently when they do it differently, mhm, yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what else you can say about Wonderwood. Well, actually, no, actually, here's a pretty interesting thing. It's usually at this point we would talk about, like, Easter eggs and stuff. Shockingly few Easter eggs in this movie.
1: And I'm happy for that. It seems to have maybe, they, maybe Patty Jenkins saw how they were looking at Batman v Superman with all these weird Easter eggs being there for no reason and yeah. thought, we're not going to have any of them
0: yeah i mean if that was the case too mad respect on her for that it's like look you know we're gonna actually buckle down and make a movie here is what we're gonna do
1: yeah i think like the only real like dc universe like easter eggs came in those uh parts that were set in the future where we got like the wayne enterprises car and everything yeah, and that's yeah. about it that that's about cool. it
0: that was about it As uh, what was i gonna say to uh yeah, the movie opens up some interesting ideas moving forward into the future. Mainly, what did Diana do with her time in between World War I and the present?
1: Uh... Get, get a place in Louvre.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she works at a museum and stuff, which is actually kind of cool, and I wonder if you felt this, too. I'm like, oh, she works with antiques and everything. I instantly thought Highlander. I'm like, oh, Wonder Woman's the Highlander. This is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like the Highlander with Indiana Jones because no doubt she found most of those antiques.
0: <laughs> For sure, and it's funny, which, which, again, if they do talk about that, if they do talk about her getting, like, ancient relics and shit, like maybe she couldn't find her way back to the Themyscira, so that's why she got the job to try and find it that's how she meets barbara and minerva the cheetah because she's also an archaeologist
1: i hope they do that thing with the the themiscera she can't find her way back mainly because like her her mother said that she might not be able to find her way Mm. back and and the comics just did a really good job of that storyline
0: they signpost it pretty hard Where it's like look if you leave you might not come back
1: yeah, the the only problem is the the reason that the reasoning for why she couldn't come back in the comics is because it's Ares' prison and no one needs to know where that is. Mm. But obviously they can't do that in the movies.
0: Yeah, they'll come up with some reason for it, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, also, it's Doctor Cyber's prison.
0: Ooh, <laughs> yeah, or or Doctor Psycho or any of these other villains. I'm sure they'll if if they do one in the present, I think they have to do Veronica Kale. Be like, yeah. hey, I have a Lex Luthor too. And maybe my Lex Luthor will be better than your Lex Luthor.
1: <laughs> my, my, my Lex Luthor won't blow people up with piss. Yeah.
0: Uh, I had a better Superman moment than Superman. And I had arguably some better fight <laughs> scenes than Batman. I, I only killed one person. It was the person I meant to kill. <laughs> Which how shocking is that that DC and Warner Brothers their most hopeful their most uplifting movie they've done is set against the backdrop of World War One one of the greatest tragedies in collective human history.
1: It's it it's pretty good. It I, as I said to our friend Mitch it it's what happens when you don't have a director who feels the need to fix the character.
0: Yeah, this this is just Wonder Woman as we know her and as we like her. Yeah which again for a lot of people who don't really know the character this is them seeing it for the first time and i am think it's super great mm-hmm. that they got such a nice representation of the character
1: yeah it's a pretty pretty much better than like batman v superman did her
0: oh for sure well it's it's funny too as i sit and think about gal gadot as an actor she's definitely still very young she's definitely still kind of learning the ropes and everything but you know her her foreign charm and her interesting affect make her kind of perfect for this role
1: they they do that as i said in my review they kind of need to get her some acting lessons because I, I mean if if someone like dave patista can come from wrestling and make a, a really diverse actor in just a short amount of time, whereas Gadot's been acting since, like, the, early, the late 90s. Actually,
0: really, I thought this was only, like, her yeah. third or fourth movie.
1: Uh, she's been like in TV and other movies and everything. She and obviously Fast and Furious and everything. Well, let me
0: ask you this: those other movies she was doing, was that in like her native country? Was that like in her no. like foreign tongue? Really, they were English.
1: No. Yeah, yeah. There are a mixture. She was in stuff like Entourage and all sorts of stuff.
0: Okay, because I figured like you know I'm like is a language gap her problem? Is that the thing? Like obviously she can speak English and she's got a good handle on it. I'm just saying you know is like some of that lost in translation to her.
1: Mm, it's a possibility.
0: It could be. And I mean, like, my thing, too, is like, you know, she's better here than she was in Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and I'm sure she can only get better from here.
1: I hope so. I hope that, I hope, like, maybe Joss Whedon is the one who could probably make, maybe bring this to Justice League, but extend it a bit more and give her a little bit more.
0: Yeah, because that's definitely the fear, too, where it's like, man, Patty Jenkins did a really good job here. She really nailed the character. It really feels like, you know, she worked with each actor individually to really try and bring the best out of them. What is this gonna be like in Justice League though? Yeah,
1: especially when Justice League was all filled before this.
0: Yeah, because I'm gonna be really disappointed if the stuff that happened to Wonder Woman in this movie is not honored in Justice League, or if her character is yeah. wildly different. Like if she becomes an uncaring psychopath, I'll not yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, just killing swaths of people.
0: I'll i I'll be very, very disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. my, my heart will hurt. <laughs> My heart will hurt bad on that one. Oh, hey, here's an interesting thing, and maybe you notice this. No Linda Carter cameo. You think if anything was a slam dunk?
1: I I did think she was going to be in the film. I I thought maybe they oh they'll they'll make her like a um like a Themysciran elder, like one of the senators or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's like oh we'll go down to the record room and see the record keeper.
1: Yeah, or or she would be the one who was guarding the the weapons. That too. Yeah, and and be kind of like in, like a more modern take on her Wonder Woman costume.
0: That would be fun. That would be fun. I would definitely dig on that. But yeah, yeah. to to think even the freaking Power Rangers movie had a cameo from two Power Rangers, but Wonder Woman didn't have a cameo from the only other live action Wonder Woman we know of.
1: Yeah, that's kind of weird. Well, maybe maybe her Supergirl schedule couldn't allow it.
0: <laughs> I guess. And, you know, it's it, – yeah, wow, you know what? I never even thought of that, Matt. You might actually be totally right. She couldn't be in the Wonder Woman movie because she was busy being in Supergirl. <laughs> it's like, no, thank you. I, I have more than just a walk-on cameo here. I'm actually a character in this. hmm <laughs> sequel guys come on sequel you know you want to do it she can be the kindly lady at like the proto museum that wonder woman works with yeah
1: her boss at the museum
0: that would be nice again it's not even like adam west like if adam west showed up in the ben affleck batman movie yeah that would take you out of it because ben or sorry because adam west is like really recognizable Mm-hmm. And he's also made a career out of doing comedy and comedy parts. When Linda Carter shows up, he'll just be like, oh, hey, look, it's Linda Carter. It's the original Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Not like when you see Adam West, where it's like, ah, it's Adam West. He's hilarious. He's going to do some funny shit, I bet.
1: <laughs> he can be the mayor of Gotham. <laughs>
0: that, that would be fine, too. Let's call Ben Affleck on the red phone. We don't have that, sir. Oh. <laughs> Install a red phone. <laughs> I'll
1: email him.
0: Get a red background for my cell phone, chum. <laughs> and then Bert Ward can be like uh, the co-mayor. Can be like his running mate mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get them to show. See, that's a beautiful moment. But it would take you out of any movie if they showed up.
1: Oh, the thing is, it'd be really like, like the, like the the difference is it'd be like pouring oil into water
0: yeah it would be like mm-hmm. for
1: like the dce if you could, if it was like a, a movie universe that was a bit more happy than yeah but yeah. not with this universe
0: they'd stick out like sore thumbs wouldn't they and again yeah. too it's like get linda carter to cameo because it's not like you can get any of the other batman actors to cameo Mm-hmm. or it's not like you can get any of the superman actors to cameo because most of them are dead <laughs> Or, or if they're not dead, they're people we don't want to see. Like, like, like Brandon Routh, I'm yeah. sorry you had a raw deal, you're on the DC TV shows right now, but it's not like you're going to get to cameo in one of these.
1: <laughs> yeah, and same with, like, like Dean Cain. Yeah, you're <laughs> He's not, doing fine on Supergirl. <laughs>
0: exa- you're already in shit, it would just confuse people if you showed up in the movies. In fact, giving them jobs on the TV show almost assures that we'll never see them in cameos in the movies.
1: Yeah. Oh, they saying that then Linda Carter won't (laughs) appear.
0: oh that's sad too. Now that I stop and think about it, I hope that's not the case. I made myself sad now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, shit. Is that why they hand out those cameos and roles the way they do? Because they have a big thing about not mixing the TV universes and the movie universes.
1: Maybe I don't know.
0: To be like, oh well, you're a character now. Well, now you can't show up because it would confuse people.
1: Maybe that doesn't explain stuff like Superman in the TV shows. That's true yeah
0: that is true so yeah wonder woman pretty good could have been better i really hope jenkins sticks around for the wonder woman sequel whatever that would be i think she actually has quite quite a lock on what the character should be
1: yeah and it, since she has that give her a shot at someone give her a man of steel too
0: oh god could you imagine a proper
1: proper superman
0: film imagine if she could take what she did for that no man's land scene imagine what she could do with superman
1: We would have someone that smiles.
0: Yeah, wouldn't that be nice?
1: And not want to look like he wants to slit his wrists while saving people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all the time. Someone who looks pained and horrified. Actually, someone was arguing with me in the comment section when I brought that up. And he's like, no, how could you possibly read that? Superman looks sad in those scenes because he can't save everybody.
1: What? He's Superman. He, He can. That's like his whole point.
0: He can can literally do anything that's a poor reading of the character, that runs literally in opposition of what the character's supposed to be about. (laughs) And I mean, fuck me, if Superman's not having a good time being Superman, then I guess I'm just fucked, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) If this is some horrible 9-5 to for him, I guess nothing matters, right?
1: No, no.
0: I guess nothing matters ever. So, yeah, everyone, there you go. That was that was Wonder Woman. That was the comic multiverse for this week. I know we haven't talked as long as we normally do, but hey, there was no news this week. We're just trying to make it happen with what we had.
1: Yeah, we can only talk about a movie that was quite good for so long before we start repeating ourselves. And
0: and like we said, not a lot of sequel baiting, not a lot of easter egging to the movie's credit ultimately.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: And it's like another thing too, like I went with a friend, it's like, oh, should we stay behind and see if there's a post credit scene? I'm like, there isn't one, I would have heard about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I knew there wouldn't be one either.
0: I'm like, there isn't one, the next one's Justice League, they might be reshooting that one while they are reshooting bits of it, so no, they got nothing to show. (laughs) I was was at least expecting them to maybe mention a mother box, because supposedly mother boxes are going to be really important now in Justice League.
1: Yeah, well, what was that thing at the end of her movie when she, she like, went off to, like, do something? I don't know. Uh, like, at the end when she was, like, kind of jump-flying?
0: Oh, yeah, she got a call about something and jumped off at the... Actually, hey, let's talk about the jump there. So, obviously, in the comics and in the cartoons and shit, Wonder Woman has had a history of being able to fly. But I don't think she can really fly in the DC one. She didn't fly in this. But Lisa, no I don't
1: think she can
0: <laughs> but she did that jump in a way where it's like wait are they implying that maybe she can fly in the future maybe she learned to do that
1: maybe but that w- we would see that from like in Batman v Superman though I
0: guess yeah well hey in, in my hypothetical World War 2 Wonder Woman sequel that I'm working on uh, Wonder Woman teams up with the Blackhawks for a secret mission and in doing so she learns to fly without a plane <laughs> because you know they they inspire her to take to the sky and she can fly <laughs> like the amazons of old who could apparently do that
1: they believe in her <laughs>
0: they believe and that lifts her up they are the wind beneath her wings matt
1: <laughs> or bar- that's a bit too on the nose <laughs> a little
0: bit or barring that let's i don't know let's let's write another origin for the invisible jet because that's the one thing we didn't see we saw all the other wonder woman accoutrement no invisible jet
1: i i have a feeling that since we saw like like in in the comics it's usually something like steve trevor's plane that they covered in invisible scales on on obviously obviously they can't do that so my guess is it's going to be it's going to be something like like a a wayne jet Mm. or something like a batman jet or something
0: that's invisible yeah i mean i guess invisible jets don't blow people's minds as much like they used to back in the late 40s early 50s now things can just do that
1: yeah well considering people like the avengers and everything have them before her so eh, eh,
0: eh. but yeah so yeah wonder woman pretty cool i would say go see it if you're on the fence but then again judging by what the movie took in this weekend you probably all saw it anyway
1: yeah the the, the one thing about that is interesting to me is everyone's seen it already what's next week going to be like for it?
0: yeah that's a good question I, I i wonder does this movie have sticking power does it have legs is the thing. And also. Mm. Could it possibly, again, I might have to check the numbers and I'm terrible with this sort of thing. Wouldn't it be hilarious if it ultimately in its long run ended up making more than like Man of Steel did?
1: Well, it's already, I think it's already made more in the first weekend, Hmm. I think. I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on that.
0: (laughs) I I, I hope it does. And I hope that sends a strong message to Warner Brothers management that, hey, we want more of this lady and we want more movies like this
1: yeah ones that make you feel happy
0: yeah reward goodness is what i would say reward happy good times yeah so there you go everyone that's the show for this week i hope you enjoyed it as always if you want to listen to the show and follow it and keep it around with you all the time be sure to head on over to the soundcloud page that's the comic multiverse soundcloud page where you can download be sure to follow and find matt over on his own channel fortress of solitude
1: yep i've got some good stuff coming out soon
0: yes we have a discord now that Matt made for us i'm trying to check out the discord chat more and more but it's really hard mm-hmm. i'm on a lot of shows
1: yeah yeah i keep i keep kind of forgetting about it it's always open on my computer but i always keep kind of forgetting about it because it nothing kind of warns me about it or anything
0: yeah it's uh it's a whole thing so yeah everyone i hope you enjoyed the show and matt and i will be back again next week will we matt i hope you're yes going away. yeah
1: For a regular show.
0: Okay, for a regular show next week. So on that note, everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.